0: Carvello, joined as always by Mr. Drew Olson. Today we've got two guests from the West Coast. We've got Brendan Bullock. Brendan, how you doing?
1: Doing really well.
0: Awesome. And we got Jason Lambert. Jason, how you doing?
2: Oh, I'm super excited for Sunday.
0: Awesome, awesome. Couldn't be more thrilled to have you guys on. Drew, how are you doing?
3: I'm living the dream, man. Breathing in man. that uh, fresh, smoke-free, East Coast humidity-filled air.
0: What more could a man ask for?
3: Hmm. I was just going to mention, uh, just because it feels like we've been here before, that our guests this evening uh, live in the uh, beautiful city of uh, <coughs> uh, Washington. You know,
1: it is okay. It does, it does actually smell like fish here. It <laughs> actually does. So. I don't
3: know. It's like, it's as someone that is from Oregon, am I allo- allowed to say that word? You know? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Rap music, it's kind of the same thing, right?
0: <laughs> so, uh, how about you guys start off by uh, telling us how you got into the timbers and what about who you are?
1: Sure. Um, should I should I go first?
0: Yeah,
1: might as well. Um, so, let's see. My first match was back when I was in college. Um, I think it must have been tw- two thousand nine or ten or something. But a friend of mine and a friend of hers. Decided to see if we wanted to go to a Timbers game, uh, and they happened to be playing Seattle, which is, I guess, a cool thing. <laughs> and uh, was this in Portland so or Seattle? Yeah, no, it was in Portland. Okay, I was there for the summer, and they were they were playing in uh, in what was then PGE Park. Uh-huh. So that was my first exposure to the Timbers. So I'm not like an OG or anything, but um, that was that was how I came to love the team. And you know, being born and raised in Portland, I have plenty of excuses otherwise.
3: Jason?
2: Uh, so I grew up a soccer fan. I've always been a diehard soccer fan. I was a military brat. So we got stationed all over the place, including Naples, Italy. Uh, so when I was a kid, we were going to Napoli games in the stadium, and I got to see the environment there and fell in love with it. Uh, moved back to the U.S. in 95, and I tried to be a D.C. United fan because I was living in Maryland. I went to a handful of matches. It was pretty cool. I just didn't feel the vibe the same. Um, and yeah, it's in, not the same.
3: It's, it's it really the same.
2: isn't. They have a good culture going there, but it's not the same as Napoli or what I was used to in Euro. Um, moved out to Portland in 2011. Uh, took a couple months off trying to find a job. Heard they had a soccer team. I was like, oh, yeah, let's go. So I went to see – it was D.C. versus Portland, uh, which was hilarious because <laughs> – former DC fan, I sat over in the library in about the 8th row back And about halftime, I, I knew that I was sitting over in the army for every match after that, I was a diehard fan by halftime uh, actually snuck into the army that match and polished it off, sitting in the army and made pretty much every home match since then
3: hey, good for you you but you live in Seattle, right? So you drive down every weekend, or oh yeah, you...
2: yeah, we drive down every weekend. I have a buddy and I. We leave at three a.m. Um, typically, we'll get down into the to the line and do some line culture by 5:30, 6 a.m. Um, we sit on the sidewalk with everybody else and earn our spot.
1: Good for yeah, you. I, that's that's impressive. It is. Jason's hardcore. Super. <laughs> I can I ha- I actually have season tickets, but I don't make it down that frequently. I take a lot of your tickets doesn't. I share them with a lot of people.
3: I have t- season tickets to DC United, and uh, it's it's like walking distance from my house. And I can show up like five minutes after the game starts, get there at half field, and I still miss tons of games. So that's super impressive. I guess it helps if it's a team that you actually care about, but um, that's awesome. How did you guys? Did you like? I'm. It blows my mind that there is a Timbers Army group in Seattle. How, is it like Facebook? Like, how do you? I, I imagine that's something like you don't want to talk about with your coworkers, and it's probably kind of. <laughs> oh, a quite possible, possible, right? Do You guys have, uh, yeah.
0: Sounders coworkers, like, do you guys get shit from anybody oh, you know?
3: Absolutely,
1: but oh, we get day. You right back. Yeah, you okay. should see Jason's office. If he had his video on right now, you'd be blown away. I have seventy-five timber scarves
2: hanging on my wall in Seattle, and good for and, you. Yeah, and I, I catch a little bit of grief every single day over it, but a lot of people are like, wow, that's really impressive.
3: <laughs> so, so how did you guys find the tacos? Like, how does that um, happen?
1: So it, Jason, were you, I, you know, I don't recall everyone that was at uh, meeting number one, but were you there at meeting number one? I was not. I was
2: there at meeting number two or three, okay. I believe. It was very early. There was only five or six of us. Yeah, we yeah. started at Tailgaters. Well, there was a meeting before that, but Tailgaters closed and the bartender recommended that we go across the street to the loft and made a good recommendation. We went and talked to them and they've taken great care of us. They let us book it out. Yeah. We'll get the whole upstairs of our bar. They ordered all of the matches. A uh, handful of times we've shown up to the bar and they didn't have the match, and we quickly just broke out a laptop, rewired their stuff, and watched it anyways. Uh, we're we're extremely loyal to that bar. They like us. We like them. It's a good time.
1: Yeah, they're great.
3: So, how many folks do you guys have now? Um,
1: well, if Facebook was to be believed, we'd have like 500. But you know, those people don't all live in Seattle. Oh yeah. Uh, I think on a on a really good day we could get 30 people. Awesome. Yeah. Typically, maybe 15.
0: Okay. Yeah. Solid. Mm -hmm. So have you guys been to any other away days? I mean, obviously you live in Seattle and that's an away day, but what else have you been to?
1: Um, Myself? I've been to, I mean, I think I've been to every Seattle away since they started in MLS. Plus, uh, I guess if you count, like, Starfire trips and, like, T2 trips to Starfire as well, I've been to all those, Um, and Vancouver, but that's it. Vancouver yeah, several thanks.
2: times. Yeah, I make every Cascadia match every year. i traveling up to Vancouver even to watch Seattle play against the uh, the Whitecaps. Who do you root for in that game? Oh, I work, root for a nil-nil draw with uh, <laughs> five reds.
3: <laughs> nice. I'm usually rooting for the asteroid, but uh, I don't want it. Now that I think about it, I'm like I wish you to survive that asteroid strike. Sorry. So what's your guys' uh start with Brendan again? What's your favorite away day?
1: My favorite away day. Um besides every day of my life here in Seattle. You better not steal mine, Brendan. Oh. <laughs> well I'm glad I went first. My favorite away day has got to be uh, I I can't remember which year it was now, but when we uh last won was it the last time we won Cascadia Cup? We were in Vancouver. And um Captain Jack Got yeah yep yep and got to take that cup back with us to the bar that we go to in Vancouver. Um, what's the name of that bar, Jason? Railway Club. Yes, Railway Club. We got to take the cup back the Railway Club, and they immediately filled it with beer and passed it around for everyone to take a swig. So I got to take a swig out of the cascaded cup of some some you know Vancouver IPA or something like that. And that that I think is my favorite uh, away day
3: experience. Wow, that's awesome. Jason, there's no way you can top that.
1: Uh,
2: I'm probably going to fudge which match this was, but it was a Seattle, we call them home matches because we live in Seattle, but it's an away match in Seattle, um, and it was the one where the Sounders came up with the Welcome to Your Nightwear, Nightmare team. Playoffs! Huge banner. It was playoffs, right? I couldn't remember if it was the last one before playoffs or playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember all the Sounders fans were giving us heck the whole time we were walking around, very braggy, very like pompous. And I just remember in the 85th minute, all of the Sounders fans leaving the stadium. It was about two thirds full, and we just started chanting "Welcome to your nightmare" and beat the traffic and let them go. So you got a you know a third empty stadium. Timbers are winning. It's in the playoffs. It looks great, and we're chanting their tifo at them. It was just an unfortunate choice for them that day.
3: Brilliant. Yeah, watching that on TV was. Just as good, as, well, maybe not remember, just like, as good, but
0: I just remember that morning. Um, I was still in college at that point, and uh, I knew there's one teacher I had, or wasn't she it was like a substitute teacher who was a Sounders fan. I always saw his truck because he had the Sounders sticker in the back. So of course that morning I walk in my Timbers jersey, and you know, behold, that's the guy who was subbing my class for that day. He's like, you're gonna have a bad class, I'm like you're gonna have a terrible night, <laughs> and it turned out to go pretty well for me.
3: Yeah. Well, thanks uh, thanks again for joining us, guys. You, uh, should we talk about the actual team now? Sure. Sure thing. That's the point We're of the podcast, it? Yeah, still do it, it
0: doesn't make sense to make sense to do that. So, what did everyone think of the Houston game?
1: I thought it started great.
3: Yeah. It
0: started really great. And then in, you know, five short minutes, they went downhill really quickly.
3: Yeah, it was a frustrating Performance, I, I well, I don't know about the performance. It was, in a way, the opposite of the RSL game, right, where we gave up chance after chance and they just couldn't finish. This time, they basically had two real chances, and they scored both of them in the first half. Uh, so I would say the defense performed better than it did the RSL game, but obviously got worked.
0: Well, the thing is, even on that first goal, I just don't even know what happened. Like, of came out way too far off his line. The defense didn't really know what was happening, and, you know, O'Neal Garcia is going to finish that. You give him that much of an open net, it's going to happen. And the second goal, something very similar happened. Yeah. It was just two defensive walls, and we got punished for them, and you can't really blame Houston. I mean, they did what they had to do.
3: Yeah, I think both of them... Ridgeville has been getting a lot of shit, but... Viafania, uh, man, he was, both both he of those, he was caught out of far, position. He was out of position, oh yeah. He was very yeah. far out of position. And I think a little bit of blame falls on Coruscant, too, because he was, on both those, a little too close to his post. Uh,
0: I think the first them. one was almost completely his fault. I think if he stayed in his line, there was enough defensive pressure where he probably could have saved that.
2: Yeah, Ridgewell wasn't making a move towards the attacker. I think Adam had to come out. I don't think he should have come out. Not I think as far
0: as to. he did. He came out so gotcha. far. Yeah,
2: he hmm. did. He did guard that near post a little bit and try to cheat on both of those.
3: Yeah, I mean, you want to get beat far post, right? But I think he was may have cheated a little, a little too near there. And uh, I mean, on the second one, especially, it was basically that was the one where Rodney Wallace lost the ball right on the solid tackle, and then they transitioned forward, and our entire midfield just stopped. And it's basically, I mean, Will Johnson is supposed to be that cover because Chirag was ahead of the play and Will Johnson just stood there and yelled at the ref or something and they just went down the field and, and scored and Ridgewall got hung out to dry because he didn't have any defensive cover so he had to step to, uh was it Bruin? No, it wouldn't have been Bruin whoever, whoever was leading the pack there and then they just laid it off to Bruin and he, he finished it so, I don't know it was, I, these were less egregious errors than the ones against RSL like I said, but uh obviously they just had better finishers in Houston apparently
0: what kills me, though, is it came from the exact same point. Like, the shots were not that different. And I feel like we should have learned from that first mistake, yet we didn't. And that's what kills me most. But, uh,
3: well, also, the circumstances were different, though, right? Because the first one was Ridgewell just couldn't clear the ball. Like he, That was the one, I think, where he headed it straight up. Yes, it was. And so we were defensively kind of already set in that one. viafania still never got back, really. But at least, like, we had blocked the first attempt. The second one was a pure counterattack. Like, Rodney Wallace had the ball at midfield and just lost it, and then they just turned around and took it on the field.
0: When, they came with, just, when their offense came toward, the, they attacked from the exact same point. They were ready yeah. on that Ridgewell error. Yeah. like That's what their kind of their plan was, to expose that side.
3: Yep. I mean, and Villafania got schooled on those two, but I would say Powell, especially the last few games, has just been just defensively Horrible. So many yeah, turnovers.
0: Right. Okay, your point's correct. I wasn't going there. but like I don't blame him for so much for his defensive responsibilities because he's pushed way too far forward by Nagby always cutting in. He lays the ball off for Powell, Powell goes to the end line, and Nagby goes in. It is kind of hard for somebody to run end line to end line nonstop. Yeah. I mean, given your point with the tackles is you know, a little bit different than that, but I feel like. He's uh, he's stretched pretty thin. Even though he's young and he's uh, he's quite athletic, I feel he's stretched thin. Nagby does not make it... Nagby's not a true winger, which doesn't make Powell's job any easier.
3: Maybe the most frustrating thing about these goals is, aside from probably Viafani getting chewed out, like, I don't know that the defense should necessarily do anything differently. Like, maybe you tell Corace to take a half step to his right and not come out so quick. But, like, these aren't terrible mistakes, but they still led to two goals, so I don't know. Maybe it's just dumb luck or bad luck.
2: I'll go first this time. I uh, I don't I don't know if it was bad luck actually. I have no way to prove this to you. You're just gonna have to trust me on this. But I called that match two one with Nagby and sorry, the new guy sorry. Milano. <clears throat> sorry, Milano. the hiccup. Milano. I, um, yeah, called it about ten minutes into the play. And uh, my my roommate can vouch for this, which still doesn't prove people. anything. But yeah. The Nagby goal was bold, the 2-1 call, I still feel as if I was accurate on that, because that second goal should have never happened. It should have been 2-1 with Nagby and Milano, and I would have been right. I, I really want to know what the Vegas odds on that would have been. Especially
3: once the game had already started, yeah.
0: Well, you could even argue that we could have won that game, you know, assuming this was converted, but we could have won that game 3-2 if it's if we got the penalty call. And if we got that, because that was before the two goals were scored, that have changed the whole game. But that Will Bruin handball was a pretty bland
3: handball. Mm-hmm. The... Uh... Davis one, right? The Davis? Oh, yeah, you already Yeah, the Davis one where he, like, here. caught it. were there multiple? Yeah, there were there two. Were, well, there were, <laughs> the second one I could definitely see being waved off of because it was a little closer towards the body, but... Yeah, there was one where Brad Davis, like, cupped it. Yes. Mm. But, uh, like, MLS refs don't call handballs. Not so much. Reason. So, like, the elephant in the room, right, is that this is our second draw at home in a row... Which is not going to cut it, especially with our, which we'll get to in a bit, which is our very difficult schedule ahead. So, I, I, it's, it's such a weird game, because coming back from two down is feels so good, right? But well, one, I think one point. what feels
0: good about it is the way we did it. Because it felt so like 2013, when we killed the game off with pressure. Like, we just had it in their third, and we kept firing in and hoping for something to land. And that was kind of remembering me of 2013, the way we had possession and we'd kill people through possession. So I think that's why it kind of got me on the high. But realistically, we should have won that game.
3: Yeah, you're totally right, and we're getting lucky because Seattle is such a shit show right now. But if they weren't playing so terribly, well, like our playoff position would not be as secure as it seemingly is right now. So in a way, we're getting bailed out by the teams around us more than. We're showing to be a convincing team.
0: Well, I think also what kills me, too, is that, like, Kansas City's ahead of us, correct? Is it Dallas and yeah. Kansas City or just Kansas City? Kansas City dropped oh. two games this week. This would have been prime opportunity for us to move up, and we didn't capitalize on it, and that kills me.
3: I mean, Kansas City's really good, though. I mean, on points per game, I think they're still second in the West after L.A. Uh, yeah, but... Uh, Really good. Points per
0: game is a, a great statistic for telling you what's going on currently, but it does not tell you their schedule and does not give you wear and tear. Because what's killing Kansas City right now is the fact that they've had their—they're currently in the stretch where they're playing five games in 15 days. That sucks.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And you know you can't expect somebody to take all points from that situation, even though they have a fantastic points per game average.
3: Yeah, you also can't explain things like San Jose is just like. No, gone on a tear. They go one five zero there, and then they come to DC and one two zero. So you never know. Hey, uh, I guess the last thing I was I would say about that game is uh, how about Maxi Rudy getting a DNP coach's decision in a game in which we only use two subs? He's gonna have to go, right? Like if he's not getting playing time, he's like a proven MLS striker not getting minutes, like, they're gonna have to trade him or release him or something, right? Like, is this the end of Maxi, Rudy, and Timbers gear?
1: I'm just kind of curious, what, what? was there a reason for the decision? Or kind of just... You know? I think
3: it was that Milano started up top, Adi came in up top, and mm-hmm. then they, mm-hmm. Porter decided he wasn't gonna play. I don't know, I think the logical sub... Did um, Nagby played 90, right?
0: Is that right? Yeah, he did.
3: Yeah, so, I mean, he would have been the logical person to sub out there, but, uh, you know, he had a good game, so I think he left him on. But,
2: if we lose a Rudy, I'm going to be very sad, because I really like singing his song. That is <laughs> one of my favorite songs.
3: And he's just, like, a, he's a good player. Like, it's weird in a way that we have this, for a team that has struggled to find legitimate strikers for the, since we've joined MLS, like, the fact that we now have three contenders... For the same position is, I don't know. It's weird.
0: Well, for me, what it comes down to is how well Belmar finishes out the season. Because if he's good enough and you can keep up, because he's on, he's in double digits right now, and if he can keep that going, maybe you sign him to a cheaper contract. I mean, I don't think you know, Rudy's He's a very different far. player.
3: He's more of a Audi than a Rudy. He's. But, yeah. I
0: think he's more like Bray DK.
3: Yeah.
0: I don't think he's quite as hold up. More of pure athletic. And nothing's wrong with that, but I feel like if you're going to go with a second option and if you can get, a, you know, a nice athletic player, why wouldn't you take it and save yourself some money?
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I also feel like they could get some assets for Rudy. I'm not sure what you kind go. of contract he's on, but, like, he's, he's legit. Like, he's a good striker, well, Tor- and he's still super young.
0: Toronto almost signed him as a DP.
3: Well, so he was a young trot- DP under his original contract. Yeah, the- even
0: if that's the case, he's probably not cheap even now.
3: Yeah, I don't, but he's, like, proven himself. In the very few, yeah. Even this season, in very limited minutes, he scored, what, two three goals? Six, three goals. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think we beat that Houston game to a up. Huh?
0: Yeah, no, I would say, finishing off. I definitely liked it when Adi and Milano were on together. I definitely think Milano should stay as the wing for the remainder of the season, What Adi stay up top. I like that, and I feel like, you know, let them develop a relationship and going into the playoffs, nothing but good things can happen.
3: Yeah, I think... Maybe that's a good transition because I think I think it's likely probably at this point that Milano and Audi both start up top I would say this weekend. Uh, or sorry Audi starts up top and then Milano starts on the wing. But they haven't started together yet. So I think this might be this might be the weekend for it and what a better time.
0: Yeah, I would love, love to see it. I mean you got the speed of Milano and you got the you know, Audi's definitely got he's improved his game constantly. Like, I don't see him going anywhere this winter anymore. I feel like if we can hold on to him, why not? And we can hold the ball up lot better than he could be, you know, open the season. His game is definitely rounded about.
3: Let's, before we get into the actual Timbers, let's talk a little bit about our opponent this weekend, uh, which shall not be named, but they're playing a uh, CCL game, like, right now. Oh, no, start, it starts in a little bit, right before we're, or, or, uh, about an hour before we're recording right now. An hour after we're recording, I mean. And... Uh, they were, let's see, they brought Pineda, Papa, Nagel, Azira, Fry. They're all down in Honduras right now. So definitely guys that you would expect to play if not start. So we got to hope that they're going to be a little burnt out. Uh, obviously Martins is back. Dempsey is probably back. Papa might be back. Alonzo might be back. And uh, I've been, <laughs> I can't even say his name. Ivan <laughs> Uh is probably also going to play. So, like, this is, they've been playing terrible, nine losses in their last 11 games, but obviously their entire team, practically, is coming back, so it's going to be a very different lineup. Obviously, they're going to be playing at that awful turf, at the Clink, so obviously, not that everyone ever, anyone thought it would be, but, like, this is not going to be an easy game uh, in Seattle, not that it ever is.
0: I mean, going out to Honduras is never easy, you know, for any team. It just, it's, it's still going to be wicked humid down there, and they're bringing some of their starters, and all you can hope is they play full 90 and maybe get injured a little bit. Not severely, but a little bit.
1: Um, I, You know, I've, I've been thinking about this since Papa's DUI. Uh, is that just okay? You can get DUIs and then keep playing? That's fine?
3: He's been in rehab
0: for a month? I yeah, don't know. I like, have no certain, idea. Um, there's a certain protocol for it. I know uh, CJ Sapong from the Union had a DUI earlier in the season, and there is, like, MLS protocols that you have to follow, and then eventually you can play. He's sat for He's been out for a few games, hasn't he?
3: Yeah, he's been out yeah. for a month, I think. He just started practicing so I guess, last week.
0: Yeah, so I guess he's a... Uh, whatever happened, they said he's okay, but Whatever. Yeah, 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 but you know, that was kind of a very that wasn't stupid just a thing
3: to DUI.
2: do. That, that was a very dangerous DUI with a lot of extra circumstances. I mean, it's not you're driving quietly home at 2 o'clock in the morning after the bar and you got unlucky. Like, he he deserved to get, you know, caught up for that. And I don't know that a month is really enough time to fix that. Oh,
0: definitely not. You know, I wish it was a little more severe. He's see, like, regardless of if he was, you know, 2 a.m., he got caught. I think this should be a pretty severe punishment I think it's a very really stupid thing to do
3: regardless of who you are but it is what it is yeah breaking news Marco Papa and Ozzy Alonso are assholes uh, <laughs> this is a surprise to everybody listening uh, but you know our tit to uh, Ozzy Alonso's tat is Diego Chara who is also going to miss that game this game uh,
1: super disappointed about them
3: really disappointing you know it's the second time this season that, like, one of our major players, last time was Will Johnson, gets a red card right at the end of the game and isn't up for a huge cascade. they're
0: so unnecessary. Like, I understand that, uh. you know, Kuba Torres had the ball, and, you know, he was going for goal, and that's fine, but he was not on a breakaway. There were two defenders still behind the play. Something could have happened. Char did not need to just throw that elbow.
3: Yeah, I, uh... I don't think it was intentional. I think a lot of it is just like. Oh, that was intentional. Shiraz is just a short dude.
0: <laughs> He's just that short. He's almost. Had, that looked really intentional to me. Really? Oh, he, Drew, he it had helped. this
3: elbow. Mm. <coughs> That's not an accidental movement. That was a red card. I mean, I'm not disputing I that it was a red was card. I mean, was a card. had a
2: questionable elbow in that game, yeah, too. He did.
0: But again, like, to me, anyway, like comparing Will's are Diego, they Diego's they're both stupid red cards. Like they should not have happened. They're completely avoidable and they shouldn't have happened. I mean if Char went to ground trying to attack with the ball and you know, even to his late probably a yellow card, not a red. But because he threw that elbow, it's gonna be a red.
3: Uh so it's gotta be Jack, right, that fills in. Anybody think? I assume so I don't think he will to in this kind of game. So which I mean Jack's going to be even more defensive than Shirai usually is, and probably hang out in his own half, which is going to hurt our attack even more, which, again, I think is a reason why Milano and Adi are both going to start together. So, uh how do we think this is going down?
2: I'd like to see a spree on Sunday. Yeah. Over who
0: playing where on the wings? Or do you want him to come in for a... anywhere?
2: Anywhere? He, he, honestly, I miss Khalif, but Spree has <laughs> filled that hole in my heart for me. <laughs> I, I was always a Khalif fan. I know, and uh, just I like the guy. Who,
3: who do you start? Yeah, no, who I, do you start I, a spree
2: over? Do you
0: guys want to do, do, do starting lineups if you want to get into this?
2: Trail? Ooh, I, I haven't looked that far in <laughs> advance, but yeah, we could probably come up with eleven out of the four of us. <laughs>
3: All right, I'm going to go with Korasi.
0: That's a bold Here choice.
3: Yeah. Uh, you gotta, I mean, not a great game last week, but you gotta assume Fanya starts Ridgewell, Borgers, Powell. If we assume Jack is gonna start with Johnson, do you guys think it'll be Milano and Hottie, or do you think one of those guys comes off the bench?
0: I, I think, you know, what you ultimately want both those guys playing together at the same time going forward. Why not start them now? You need them to yeah. get time together before the playoffs. <laughs> I mean, I saw a statistic that we're, what, 98% likely to make the playoffs. So, you mean you might as well... 88, ...get but them yeah. time together, but to develop. Yes, yeah, so, yeah. We're be hybrid chance to make the playoffs.
3: Okay, so if those two start, who is... So, we, Nagby probably starts on one wing and Milano and on the other. The middle. What's that?
0: Yeah. With Valeri in the middle.
3: Yeah, Valeri. Um, is that eleven? That's it, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's the 11.
3: Yeah. Okay, so Wallace is the man that loses his spot to Milano, I guess, huh?
0: Well, here's the thing, too. And if you if you want to play, you know, on the wings against Seattle, I don't think it's that weird to say, Nagby, he says, can you keep Wallace on? I don't think that's likely to happen, but Nagby, as I said earlier, is not the winger. He does not play the wings. He cuts in every time, lays the ball off to Molano getting pretty predictable these days, and i it's, it's kind of annoying the crap out of me, even though he did score a goal, but I just feel like Nagby's you know, overall production, even though he's got the you know dribbles one or whatever, I feel like he's not... I feel like we need more power on the wings, and we don't have that on one side because of Nagby. And then I feel like when Powell gets too far forward, he's compromising the defense because he is going to the end line. So, you know, if maybe you can put... Wallace on one wing and Milano on the other because he can play all three positions up top, and it's definitely the least likely of option to happen, but I wouldn't be shocked if Poro wanted to play the, uh, play the wings against Seattle.
3: Yeah, I mean, I like Nagby on the wing just because he, I think, operates better when he's cutting inside, but yeah, I think you bring up a, a point that I think Milano and Nagby are both, those kind of got those type of wings, Neither one of them's going to run to the corner and cross it in. They're both going to go towards goal, so who knows if they end mean up...
0: Lallison? Milano
3: if you said Nagby and Milano. No, Nagby and Milano. They're both does,
0: does Nagby really cross it in?
3: No, I'm saying they neither of them do. Oh yeah, okay. uh, that Wallace is more of a I mean, not necessarily his primary thing, but I don't re- like remember Nagby hardly ever crossing it in or Milano no, they're I they're, don't know if I Nagby cross Yeah, they both cut inside and go to goal, whereas Wallace or Espria are more likely to stay on the stay on the line and then cross it in. So I don't know if that means that they'll, you know, end up stepping on Valeria or what, but it's definitely something to consider. If uh, could be a reason not to start them both.
0: What I do think is nice though is that we do, we have this option. You know, we do have relatively relatively nice depth at this point in the season. You know, the only big injury we have is a Mansky, and other than that, we're a pretty deep team at the moment.
3: Deepest we've been in a long time with with a lot of healthy healthy people. Cool. So, uh, anything else you guys want to say about? The Seattle game? I mean, well, I guess we should back up. So, uh, Brendan, what, uh, what kind of shenanigans are planned for this weekend, especially for folks that may not be on the, uh, on the bus up from Portland?
1: Uh, as in people who are already in Seattle? Or, or maybe, who they
3: the the- maybe they came up for the weekend. Maybe they, you know, are going up on Friday oh, yeah. or something.
1: So, uh, well, let's see. Uh, day of, so Sunday, we always go to this bar called the Allen Thistle, uh, ahead of the match. And I don't, I don't know if they like us or they like our money. Um, <laughs> but in either case, either case, they get our money. And, uh, we like to fill up that bar pretty good. Um, I have seen on, I think, the Sounders FC Reddit that a number of people think that this bar, the Al and Thistle, is a Timbers bar. Because the the amount of people we bring there with relative frequency every year, um, but it isn't technically a Timber's bar. Uh, pretty good place. It's pretty close to stadium. We get to do our own little match, or not match. Uh, March. It's just March, just, March.
3: just game day.
1: Uh, yeah, ju- that's just game day. Uh, Saturday. I've been working with. I don't know if this is like a, it's not a secret, but uh, I've been working with the so one of the one of the directors in the front office. The Timbers, oh,
3: nice.
1: um, and he is interested in setting up a meet and greet with the team on Saturday. Wow! Uh, at at our bar at the Ballard Loft. So uh, I'm kind of waiting on hearing back from them on their uh, on their time preference, and um, we'll see if that works out. But it could be a pretty cool thing if if someone happens to be in town on Saturday. Um, yeah. Really excited for it if it works out.
3: Awesome! That sounds yeah. pretty cool. And so, uh, I'm guessing that the whatever in Thistle is walking distance from the stadium. Yes, yeah, Alan
1: Thistle is walking distance, It might take I don't know, ten minutes, fifteen minutes to walk to the stadium from there at a at a slow march pace, singing songs and swearing at opposing fans.
3: <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. Cool. Uh, and when, uh, when are folks meeting up there?
1: Uh, 11 a.m. is when the bar opens, so... <laughs> so when, okay, so you'll be outside <laughs> waiting. Yes.
3: So let's, uh, well, do you have anything you want to see about the the game before we move on to the schedule ahead, Cal? Uh,
0: no. Good, thanks.
3: Do you guys think we're going to win?
0: <laughs> I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. It completely really depends on who Seattle has in their lineup, in my opinion.
3: I mean, Mm -hmm. Martins
0: is just fantastic regardless of how much I hate the guy or not, but he's a great player, and he can do whatever the hell he wants sometimes, and sometimes you can't shut that down.
1: Yeah, And, and especially him and Dempsey together. They just crush my dreams sometimes, but hopefully not this Sunday. I mean, I think we have a
0: really... I mean, even though we had two defensive lapses this past game, I think we have a really strong defense, and, you know... Corzzi has been known to stand on his head from occasion to occasion, so it's not impossible for us to get a result or possibly a win, depending on how our attack uh, syncs up that game.
3: Yeah, I think it's highly unlikely that we win. I think a tie, maybe? If we're lucky.
0: Well, here's the thing, I mean, I'm really curious to know how Milano's going to stack up, because he's a big guy, and he's fast, and he's definitely something that you can use to exploit other people, especially on the wings, and especially if he can get behind the defense. But that also needs to be said that you probably need your other offensive players to run up with him, which we don't seem to have the whole time.
3: Yeah, and I worry about him still being new to the league. I mean, it seems like every striker when they first come to MLS falls down a lot. I mean, Audi obviously did it a bunch, and Rudy both. Like, it takes a while to get used to the fact that you're not going to get a call every time you fall on the ground. Again, Seattle's really physical, pretty big back line that they, I'm afraid that he'll just spend most of the game on the ground. But if he can stay on his feet, their, then... go ahead. back
0: line is also pretty new. I mean, they have, what? Uh, what's his name, uh, Roman Torres, the Panamanian captain. I mean, he's brand new to the league as well. So it's, it's, mm. they have some new pieces, and they're also trying to figure stuff out. And uh, they might have added a few more pieces than we did. And, you know, you get more people trying to figure stuff out. It does not always help you out.
3: True. Although Mar- Marshall's still healthy, right? Like, he's... Yes, he he's is. As good as it gets back there. Um, okay. Okay. Let's uh let's look ahead a little bit. So the we'll Spurs have eight games left if you include uh, Seattle, and it's at Seattle, home to Kansas City, and New York, in Columbus, home to Kansas City again, at RSL, at LA Galaxy, home to Colorado. So like not an easy schedule. We were talking about earlier. Kansas City is pretty damn good. New York is the second best team in the East right now, maybe the best. Columbus is a playoff team. RSL like going to RSL has always been difficult for us. If you exclude Nat Borchers miracle goals, and obviously the <laughs> Galaxy are probably the best team in the league right now. So, I mean, like that is a really difficult schedule. So we we say this every pot. Maybe I just say this every time. But we need to bank points at home if we're gonna have any chance to do anything. I just don't know that. It's maybe it's just the pessimist in me. But I I don't think we make it past the first round of the playoffs.
0: I think we've said that all season.
3: Yeah, it's tough stuff. It's tough. Uh, you guys have any thoughts on any of those games or the schedule ahead? I
0: personally think our uh, our season kind of comes down to how we face up against Kansas so, City at home. I mean, luckily we're playing them at home, which is you know, good for us. We have two games against them. But they're currently the team right above us. You know, it's great that we play Kansas City at home and such, and uh, they're doing great. But uh, they've got a lot of games coming up and you know one right after the other takes a toll on people and you know we saw how Kansas City played last year when they had, you know, Matt Beasler and Graham Zucy exhausted from the World Cup. And that can definitely you know, they can slide, and if we can capitalize on those two games at home, I still think we have a nice shot at you know, moving up a spot or two.
3: You are an optimist, good sir. Uh, Brendan, what are your thoughts?
1: Um so, I was just kind of thinking about, I mean, how out of the eight, you're thinking what? Maybe we win, we win half at at best. Is that what your guys are thinking? So, um, I think winning think, half
3: would be awesome.
1: I'd yeah, think that would I mean, be really good. Of course, that'd be good. And I guess half that would be for home if we if we manage to win all four at home. Great, awesome. Yeah. Um, out of curiosity, I don't know this the. The standings, right off the top of my head, but where where do you think that would put us at the end, you know, going into playoffs?
3: If we we might get up to fifth or even fourth if we win all four of those, but I think fourth is probably the ceiling at
0: this point. Well, again, to me, this has been who I mean, if if it it turns out Kansas City does, I mean, a lot of our season hinges on. How well they perform. You know, if we beat them twice, that's fantastic. They probably need to drop at least one more result for us to, you know, advance past them.
3: So we're tied with Kansas City on points right now, but they've played two fewer games. So it would take a it would take a lot of help for us to finish higher than them. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Seattle's five points back of us with the same number of games played, and Dallas is two points back again with two games in hand. So we are solidly in fifth right now. And the teams ahead of us still need to get points, but could, could be as many as, you know, four points ahead at the minimum if they, if they went out. So not going to be easy. And I should mention too, I won't name all the games, but Seattle has, uh, an easier schedule, I would say with, than Portland. Also, I think four and four, uh, home and away games. Two against Vancouver, which will be difficult for them. They also get to play, uh, Toronto at home, uh, and RSL at home, which I would imagine they will win. And then San Jose is the team currently in seventh, but I would say has a better chance at making the playoffs than Seattle. They have nine games left, six of them at home. So that's, and they're all pretty crappy teams for the most part. So I think, I mean, it would be awesome, but I would say it's likely that San Jose makes the playoffs over Seattle.
0: See, if anything, I think Dallas drops and San Jose comes up. I guess that would be a little bit more likely. That's
3: possible. Yeah. Unless all these guys coming back for Seattle changes something, like, they're going to miss the playoffs for the first time ever, I think, right? Since they joined the MLS. Or, I think the that's thing. right.
0: Yeah, no, and that would be actually pretty cool. <laughs> and what I'm hoping for is, yes. like, the fact that they've had these guys out for so long, they're rusty, which is very yeah. likely. Because Dempsey's been out since, what, the Open Cup?
3: Uh um, I think he played I think he played one or two. Yeah.
0: Did he play one or two? And then he sure got he
3: injured. Could. Yeah.
0: I see I thought he was a training injury and never even played, but yeah, you know, I could be mistaken, but again, that's one or two games in what three months? No.
1: Yeah, those guys can't just come back and they can't be the they can't be the sounders of the beginning of the season. They just no. can't.
0: Yeah. No. So you know we'll see how that pans out and I'm hoping we capitalize on it, which is not impossible. I, mean, I do think it's like or it's not likely It's it's a possibility that we could get a win on Sunday it's not likely but it is possible.
1: I sure hope so I can hold that over my coworkers great right <laughs> uh,
3: well let's yeah I think let's let's bank on it and uh Brendan will have shit to talk for weeks to come months to come That's hopefully so if I they hope don't so make like the playoffs
1: it. yeah if they don't make the playoffs I got lots of shit to talk for a long yeah. time yeah
3: uh cool. You guys, anything else? Uh,
1: either you guys looking to make it to that um, New York game? I that's the closest to you guys, right? Oh no, that's at home.
3: Okay. Yeah, so I am the, going.
0: The next, the last East Coast
3: game is Columbus. Yeah, I'll be in Columbus in two oh, yeah? weeks. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Uh, See,
0: my uh, my away schedule is kind of kind of killing me now because I have to go. This is actually really good for me. I have to go to Portland next June and I'm getting married next July. So pretty much the only two away games I'd be going to between now and two thousand seventeen is gonna be DC oh. and New England because I've got to save up money.
1: Yeah, but I will yeah.
0: hopefully be going to a Timbers game in June next year.
1: I if if you have an opportunity, I would uh, highly recommend going to Vancouver. If you it to to Vancouver. it's possible for you.
3: Yeah, I've never been to a uh, a West Coast away game. I'm embarrassed to say. In fact, I realized this week that I think for the first time in ten years I will not attend a Timbers home game this season, which is pretty depressing. That's a uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll make up for it, but uh <laughs> I guess I've had like five weddings to go to this week, this summer. to cut into my Timbers love. Really hoping
0: that there is no Timbers game on the weekend of my wedding, because that's going to make a really awkward wedding when I don't show up. <laughs>
3: You're going honeymoon in Portland?
0: Uh, no, we're not. We thought about that. We're we're gonna do like a a West Coast drive, but uh, we're just gonna keep it local. That way, we can because we're going to Ireland the following summer, of 2017. So they gotta save up for that too. So
3: the Timbers don't play in Ireland. They should. <laughs> it's a green country. Timbers are a green team. Exhibition. Damn, they play in yeah, Ireland. yeah you know, scrimmage against uh, Chris Boyd's team.
0: That's Scotland. Wrong country. Oh, same thing.
3: <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well. Cool. Cool. Rate us on iTunes and crap, and you can email us TimbersFieldReport at gmail.com. What's the Twitter handle, Kyle?
0: You can follow us at TA Field Report.
3: Yeah.
1: Do that. Oh, yeah. Uh, you should follow the taco account, too. At TA Covert
3: totally Cool. TA Covert Ops, do you, any, uh, anything else you want to, uh, wrap Brennan? Uh,
1: well, our Facebook page, let me check the URL of our Facebook page. That's where all of things go down. Um, that would be facebook.com slash groups slash TA Covert Ops.
3: Check me out. Yeah. yeah, and, uh, I think if we, I might, uh, be breaking the rules here, but, uh, there's, a might be a new, uh, taco scarf. Ready for your debut this weekend? Yeah. There's a lot
1: of people who hope there is one. Yeah.
3: <laughs> thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks for coming thanks on, for man. Coming on, I really man. appreciate it. Say yeah, thanks to uh, Jason.
1: Yes, he had to go get fitted for his fancy tacos. Uh, fancy taco tuxedo. So. Yeah.
3: <laughs> exactly. And uh, have fun and good luck on Sunday, man.
1: Thank you. Hope you hope you. Uh, well, I'm sure you'll be watching. So look for us.
3: Will do. I'll uh, look for the the man in the penguin suit. We'll <laughs> talk to you again someday.
1: Yes, I'm sure. I'll uh, if I ever make it out there to watch something. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll hit you guys up. Or yeah, if you ever make it to Seattle, us. yeah, you man, know, talk to
3: so. absolutely. And with that, I guess we're out. Bye. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yep.